Hey, how you doing? You're listening to the Shine the Five Method with CJ. I'm your host, Chris and N. James, aka CJ, the creator of the Shine the Five Method. What is that? You may be asking. It is a trusted system to help nine to five women push past mediocrity so they can shine in their own businesses. So if you are juggling a nine to five with a side business right now, then this is for you. Let's work together on breaking up with your employee mindset so you can be in the driver's seat of your life. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun, sometimes bumpy ride, but girl, I'll get you there. Joining me today is Selena Caesar Chavan, and we're going to be talking about your greatest failures can become your biggest lessons. But before we get into the topic, I want to give Selena a moment to shine and tell us more about yourself. And first of all, thank you so much for being here with me today. Take it away. Oh, thank you, CJ, for having me. It is such an honor to be able to join you on a platform where we could share ideas, share inspirations, and be, essentially. And so a little bit about me. I am, you know, a former entrepreneur, owned a healthcare-based research management firm, award-winning, um, managed Canada's first ever national epidemiology study on neurological conditions. I was then a a parliamentarian, um, parliamentary secretary to the prime minister and for international development. Uh, Now gone back to school, just doing my PhD in neuroscience, looking at the intersection of empathy and equity and just um, launched my new app uh, on the app store and on Google play, which is a equity based, um, leadership development tool to help people of multiple intersecting identities stand in their power, find their voice, um, and just be the most, the greatest people that they can be. So yeah, I'm pretty dope. I don't, you I- are, thank <laughs> you very much for saying that <laughs> and saving me the time. <laughs> so one of the things that, um, why I decided on, this topic or broaching this topic with you was I read your book and it was, as I was reading the book, I was like, Oh, we best friends. Okay. <laughs> but I get a lot of that. Right. Right. Um, I just knew that it would be, uh, you'd be sharing, you know, certain parts of your life with us, but you know, once you get into it, like you, it was just very raw, very pe- peeled back. And I really appreciated that about it. So my first question though, um, probably not even related to the topic at all is, was there any part of when you were writing the book or you submitted the the first cut or the first edit that you were like, Ooh, do I want to share that part? Do I want to leave that in? Or am I committed to this? Or did you, were you like from the beginning, like this is, I'm going to go full throttle with it. No. In fact, when I submitted the first draft of the book, um, and, and the book was, I knew I wanted there to be a lot of content. I didn't want to write a book that just showed everything that I've done. That's been like, you know, great, great, great. Like all right, the blame. Right. I wanted the book to heal. I wanted there to be a lot of the mistakes that I made so that, so that people didn't feel alone. And they felt like, you know, if Selena still has success, however, it's right, defined right. after all those mistakes, man, I'm good. Right. right. Um, but but to be honest, when I first submitted that that first draft, my editor was like, um, there's something missing here. 
Oh. And here. Oh. And here. And I was just like, no, no, there isn't. They're like, Selena, if you want to be known as this truth teller, as this person who's right. this like unapologetic, unfiltered leader, then you have to either commit to that or we write a different kind of book. Okay. And so I was like, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Can you, can you hear me now? Click. <laughs> <laughs> and I filled in all the missing pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. And thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned, you, you describe yourself as a former entrepreneur. Do you mm-hmm. feel like, is there, is there such a thing as being a, once you're an entrepreneur, are you always a part of you an entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. So I shouldn't have said former. I'm always <laughs> an entrepreneur. And I think yeah. once you have an entrepreneurial spirit, it, whether you have a job or you're working on your own or you're doing your side hustle, you have that spirit of creativity, of innovation, of always looking for the next kill, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's always, a good way to put it. Yeah. On the hunt. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's about this the spirit that you have of never settling, I think, is what an entrepreneurial spirit, if we could use kind of layman's term, we just don't settle. We are always looking for the next best thing. Um, even if we're doing the best thing, we're always looking for an improvement of that, a way to provide better service, a way to be a better advocate, a way to be a better mom or spouse or whatever. But mm-hmm. we're always looking to redefine that in a way that's in and better service to ourselves as well as others. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it's a nice segue because one of the exercises I take my clients to when, when we first start is asking them, are you a want-trepreneur or are you a meant-trepreneur, right? Because once we do start, you start the journey, and there are many times when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to start my own business. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And then you start and you're like, this is a harder than I thought it would be. And it just, and people quit, right? I've seen colleagues, I've seen clients, you know, go back. It was fine if they they need to go back, do what you need to do, but they're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. So when you hear the term entrepreneur, what kind of comes to mind for you that somebody needs to like examine or ask themselves, like, am I want or am I meant to do this? Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm not sure if you, you could ask yourself, that's a gut feeling like mm. it's intuition. If, if you, the hustle is real, right? So if you are a meant to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you will do whatever it takes. You will work off the side of your desk. You will, you will hustle at it. There will be no, oh, this is hard. I can't do this. You will network. You will gain the connections. You will build the the board of directors, I call them, around you, Inc., around Selena, Inc. There's this board of advisors who's able to connect me to different places. I'm going to ask because if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. You're going to do the things that make you uncomfortable. You're going to step outside of your comfort zone. You're going you're gonna to be chief cook and bottle washer. <laughs> right? So because because. The hustle is real and you might not have the capital to start. So I remember when I was starting my business, I mean, I was working like 18, 20 hour days. I had to figure out without a marketing budget, how to market. So I was writing all kinds of letters to the editor, putting my name on it, like, because they'll publish it for free and it'll have my credentials on it. So I, I get like free advertising. I was finding all kinds of innovative ways to get my company out there in ways that people had never thought about before. Right. So 
If you're a meant to be an pr- entrepreneur, you know the hustle. The hustle is real. You're, you're a hustler, baby. <laughs> If you want to be a entrepreneur, you ain't hustling. You ain't hustling. And it's it's because what happens is social media <laughs> can sometimes make entrepreneurship seem very glorious and very glamorous yes. and very easy. Yeah. And so yeah. people start th- by thinking, I, I'm passionate about this thing. I have this hobby. I'm really good at it. It's gonna, I'm just going to turn it into a business and start selling. I'll start making money and it's going to be great. And that's that's not necessarily... The case. I mean, maybe you'll be lucky enough to get that. But so today's topic is about failures being grace lessons, right? And my personal thing, when it comes to failure, I always think of failure as lessons. I don't, when I, as an entrepreneur, do something and it doesn't work, I don't think of it as I failed, right? I think of, okay, what, what did I do? What worked? What didn't work? Where can, what can I do differently? Or what can I tweak? And, what, maybe I won't do that next time. <laughs> right. So when you think about the success you had as an entrepreneur and as a continuing to be an entrepreneur, we're getting rid of the word former. Um, what is, what would you say was one of like your biggest lessons that actually kind of spilled over into just your life in general? Yeah. So I always um, introduce people to the greatest teacher I've ever had. And her name is Ms. Take. And Ms. Take, um, like, you know, there's, there's, you could either just take what she gives you, which is the mistake, which is, you know, hard and messy and ugly and hurtful. Or if you realize that there's two sides to every coin, you could actually like tug on her even after she walks away and say, teach me the lesson. What were you trying to teach me here? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And oftentimes people just jump back up because they've made a mistake. They feel guilty and they just jump back up and get back on the horse because if you don't get back on the horse, you'll never ride again. And it's like, no, just, just, just stay down there for a minute. Don't stay with your face flat in the ground. Turn over at least, put your hand behind your head, breathe, and then ask Ms. Take to tell you what the lesson was that you need to learn. That's only the first part, though. Yeah. The part after that is what after what you do after you've learned that lesson. So even so, you flip the coin again and you take the beauty from that lesson. Mm-hmm. So there's always a a, a, a beautiful ness to this to the lesson. So even when I'm, I'm, I talk about going through politics. It was a painful experiment experience, but it was a painfully beautiful experience because the lesson it taught me to advocate, to be passionate about people, to love my community, to ride or die. Mm. I couldn't learn that if I didn't go through that painful experience. Right. So the mistakes, the lesson is one thing, but how you draw beauty out of that mistake that's where the that's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens, and I always remember I call him Uncle Les. <laughs> Les Brown has said, you know, if you uh, yeah. when you fall, make sure you're looking up because if you can look up, you can get up. And mm-hmm. we absolutely entrepreneurship is we gonna fall, and we mm-hmm. gonna keep falling flat in our faces <laughs> mm-hmm. many many times. But as long mm-hmm. as we can, like you said, you know, d- learn to take in the beauty of of just just okay. So I fell, I fell, huh? I'm down yeah. here. What am I? What am I going to do? What? What can I? What can I learn from this to to take away? And how? What do you mean to say for a woman that maybe she doesn't have the best support mm-hmm. 
mm. around her mm. because entrepreneurship is lonely. And I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time. It's so isolating. I couldn't do it without my my village, my community. And what would you say to that woman that she's just, she's really trying and she really wants it for her, but she doesn't really have the the um the support around her to know that it's okay you fell it's okay get back up or lay down there for a bit yeah so this is an interesting so i, t- I told you I, I at the beginning i developed this app and this is actually what i have in in lesson okay. 8 yeah okay where it is so first of all you have to understand how to step outside of your comfort zone right mm. so if you don't have the support system what i say is you need to draw circles So you have your circle of family, you have your circle of friends, and it might not be the support. So not everybody's going to want to go where you're going. Mm. You keep them. I mean, you're not going to just throw out the, the, the family, right? Yeah. But then you have to start drawing a couple other circles, get outside of your comfort zone, join different boards, different book clubs, different associations where you can meet people who are able to then be part of your your personal board of directors. I like so that, for yeah. Selena Incorporated, everybody has their own car- company. You have CJ Incorporated. I have Selena Incorporated. I actually have a board of directors, people who don't include my my husband or my family, my my partner. They're, they're separate. Right, right. They're biased. They're always going to try to protect me, right? So they're biased. So I have a separate and distinct group of people that I draw on for legal, for marketing, for PR, for accounting that I have as my board of directors that are able to support me, especially when you're talking about business. Yes. You want someone to support you as a friend. That's a different set of rules, but in business, you need to have someone that's going to challenge you. Someone who's going to be seeing where the opportunities are. Who's going to be able to, to look at risk mitigation. Who's going to be able to actually see where the trends are in future, uh, you know, future lines of, of whatever business you're a part of where it's going to intersect with other opportunities. So those are the people that you want to form around your board of directors. So you don't necessarily have to have a supporting partner or parent or children or whatever. You create that family through yeah. that board. But you can only do that if you've already started to step outside of your comfort zone and join different associations. So you can meet the people of influence that you want on your board. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times, and this was one of the very first lessons that I learned when I started my business was people get, they get offended if family and friends don't show up for their things. Right. And we have to, and I have to ask the question and challenge and say, but did you start your business for your family and friends? Are they your target? You ain't going to make no money doing that. (laughs) You ain't going to make no money. Exactly. You're going to exhaust that resource very, very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Don't take offense if they don't yeah. show up or they're not supporting you the way yeah. that you 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 expected them to because they're your family, because they're your yeah. friends. You didn't yeah. start your business for them. So it's right. also going back and saying, who, who do I want to speak to? Who did I start this business for? Who do I want to mm. attract? Right, right. You know, even when I downloaded my app and I actually had this conversation with my family <laughs> I'm like, not one of you has given me any leads. (laughs) This was me last night. So anybody who's listening know for sure that if you're doing this, it's not because I know all the answers, because I'm living it right now. Not one of you is trying to help me. 
then I like pivot and I think, okay, how do I turn this? Okay. You can't show up for me. So I made them all buy the app. Who's paying for it, Selena? You are. Okay. Doesn't make no sense. So, but I said, I, I put it out as a challenge. I said, look, if everybody could give me just one client who's going to buy this app, that's all I need from you. One a month. Just think of one a month and how to get in, to- in contact with them. Just give them a challenge. They probably just don't know what to do. Right. Right. Yes. They, they want to help you, but they're like, oh, I don't know anything about an app. I don't know anything about like leadership development and equity combining and what? And it's like, okay, this is where if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not getting from your family because you ain't asking. You have an expectation that they're going to help you, but they don't even know what to do. Right. So everybody now has a challenge. I need you to get me one client a month that is going to be able to pay for this. Right? right. So I don't know what no rinky dink client. <laughs> don't, don't bring me your friends, mom. <laughs> I want someone in a decision making power who could who could buy a certain quantity of license for this app. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. They don't know. They don't know what to ask. They don't know because, right. for example, um, for me, I'm like basically the first entrepreneur in my family, so they don't ask me. Or how are things going in your business? But I don't take offense to that because they don't know what to ask, right? So yeah, they, they're waiting for do. me. To, right? <laughs> they don't know. What, they know I'm a coach. <laughs> like, oh, I need somebody. I need a coach. And I'm like, that's not, yeah. even, that's not even what I do, guys. <laughs> but we're changing. Like, we're changing how, like, a coach is also, it's like a soccer team or a basketball <laughs> team. No. So we're changing. The world is changing how we define certain things. So if we're not going to ask for what we want, then the likelihood of us getting it from family, friends, or otherwise, zero. not going to get it. If you don't ask, you don't get. You don't ask. Close mouths don't get fed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. So what was, what has been being an entrepreneur? being a trailblazer, what has been, this might be a loaded question again, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What has been your biggest lesson or like your biggest takeaway when you reflect, like, let's say you lay in bed tonight, you're just reflecting on your life thus far. And you're like, what's the biggest lesson I've learned in everything that I've done and I've accomplished and all my failures. Oh my gosh. So I'll, I'll turn this question into a different way. Okay. Say, you know, what would I tell my younger self? Okay, right? okay. Yeah. So what would I say to my younger self? And I would say to her this, when you reach 47, I'm going to be 48 this year, you're going to live by a mantra and your mantra is to live so that on your tombstone, it says all she had left to do was die. You are going to live an exceptional life. And let me tell you, young Selena, you're going to make some mistakes. Girl, you're going to make some mistakes that are going to be it like, I don't, I don't even know what you were thinking. You made such stupid mistakes. <laughs> I don't even know what you were thinking back then when you made those mistakes. But let me tell you, sweetheart, you lived Mm. you lived like you actually you didn't just experience life you didn't just coast through life you lived it and so you know what in 2020 we're gonna like go through like a pandemic and at the end of that pandemic even through the pandemic you're not gonna say not once man after this pandemic i'm gonna do this 
Because guess what? We already did that. Mm. And you're not going to say after the pandemic, I'm going to do that. Because you know what? We already did that. Mm. We are going to live a great life. We're not going to put anything on the side. We are going to make sure that no matter what time the good Lord decides to take us, Mm. that tombstone will say, man, she did it all. All she had left to do was was die. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to start. As we start wrapping up, we're starting to wrap up. I, I want to keep talking, but I guess I'll <laughs> let you go. But you've mentioned the your app. Congrats. Um, what do you, and congrats on the book. And yes, I can totally hear you. Um, what do you have coming up? What should we look out for from Selena? Oh my gosh. So whenever I get asked this question, I'm very particular about answering it because what Selena does, what I do next is Selena. Now I have Mm. been very intentional about living in the present moment Mm. and enjoying the present. Um, so I'm enjoying launching this app. Um, I'm finishing a, uh, being a Deepak Chopra certified coach. Um, and just, just loving the, the actual, the the essence of life, Life, yeah, you know, and, and this moment. So being here with you, I'm not distracted. I put everything else away so that we could have this conversation and that people could feel me through you, through the airwaves, through whatever platform Mm. live now. It's all that we have. We don't have next. We just have now. And that's what I'm enjoying. Yeah. And that was a really good nugget, but I'm going to ask you for... Yeah, I love it. I love the fact that you pressed me. <laughs> Most people don't do that. They're too scared to do that. What? No. I mean, it was like filled with nuggets. And please read Selena's book. Can you hear me now? Um, but I want to ask you, what is a nugget that you want to leave our listeners with today? Just something resting on your heart, your soul, or favorite quote. Something they need yeah. to remember. You know what? I, I would I would just say this. Um, in Everything that I said, I won't repeat. I think that there were gems in all of that. But especially right now when we're seeing that we're in a global pandemic where the people that are being most impacted negatively are women of color, Mm. Black women who are on the front lines, PSWs, nurses, they're not getting paid. We all have the capacity as ordinary people to do extraordinary things, to use our voice, to use our power, to use our privilege for good. Let us decide to actually honor that power that we have as women and especially women of color, black women, use that power for good. Cause there's so many of us that need us right now. So I, I will leave with this just in a way of saying, thank you to you. You have started a platform. You are using that platform. You are sharing our voice. And it has been ordinary people like you, CJ, Mm. who have done what is a seemingly ordinary thing that has changed the world. Ah. So to you and to you listeners, I just say, thank you. This is not a time to go small. Let's go big. Let's use our power. Let's unite and let's change the world. I love it. And you know what? That's actually my word for 2022. It's big, big and ready are my words. Big and girl. (laughs) (laughs) Big and ready. ready. You were born ready. You were born ready. So just, just know that it is your divine birthright to have been ready for this moment. So just do it. 
Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being Thank here with you. me today. I knew, you know what, reading the book, I'm like, we best friends. So <laughs> it was good to have a conversation with my best friend. Um, congrats on everything that you've done so far. Congrats on, on everything you're going to do. Congrats on the impact that you continue to make on everyone, including myself. And I wish you all the best and I send you good vibes always. Thank you so much. Good vibes. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's it for now. Question. What was your biggest takeaway? I'd love for you to share your thoughts in a review and better yet, Share this with a friend that you believe needs to hear this. If you are ready to make your side biz your main gig, which means taking center stage so you can shine in your business, I invite you to connect with me. My website is kristenandjames.com or you can find me on any social media platform at kristenandjames. Take care until next time. And as I always say, have a sparkling day.